वेलकम एवरीवन टू दिस लाइव पॉडकास्ट ऑन ट्विच वेयर यू विल एबल टू फाइंड द रिसर्च इंडस्ट्री आर्टिकल्स डेट हाउ आर रिसर्चर एंड साइंटिस्ट कीप ऑन रिसर्चिंग ऑन डिफरेंट टॉपिक्स इन डिफरेंट फील्ड इन दैट एरिया एंड यू विल गेट डेली न्यूज ऑन दिस पॉडकास्ट अदरवाइज यू कैन ऑल्सो रीड दिस आर्टिकल्स इन आवर वेबसाइट नेम पोस्ट If you are willing to check it out, please check it out. Otherwise, enjoy this podcast and let's get started without wasting any time. Link found between pain sensitivity and circadian uh, rhythm. A team of researchers with members from University Clado Bernard-Leon, Hospices Civils de Lyon, and Paris Clay University. has a found a link between a pain sensitivity of person circadian rhythm in the in their paper published in the journal brain the group described how they test uh, tested pain sensitivity in male uh, volunteers undergoing a constant routine protocol medical scientists have known for a long time that people who are in pain seems to feel it more strongly at night but why this happens has remained a mystery in this new effort the researcher found a clue the circadian rhythm uh, suspecting the pain sensitivity might be tied to a person circadian rhythm the researchers uh, enlisted the assistant of 12 healthy male volunteers with no history of sleep problems each participated in a constant routine protocol while also being tested for pain tolerance a constant routine protocol involves having a person lie down in a semi recumbent position for a period of time typically 24 hours during that time period anything related to rhythm is eliminated the light is held uh, steady as is noise food is given in small doses every year participants are not even allowed to get up to use the uh, bathroom the protocol is undertaken as means for studying circadian rhythms those that are built into the human autonomy In this uh, new effort the 12 volunteers participated for tw- uh, 34 hours and were tested for pain sensitivity even 2 hours the pain test involves slowly increasing the temperature of a device taped to the body until the subject felt pain the researchers noted that the volunteers typically halted the device at approximately 115 degree fahrenheit For their study the researcher first measured the circadian rhythm for each of the volunteers by taking saliva samples every 2 hours over a 24 hour period and uh, noting melatonin levels the researcher found uh, what they described as strong indication of the circadian rhythm impacting pain tolerance they found for example the pain tolerance was the weakest at approximately 3 or 4 am and strongest at 3 or 5 pm Hmm. To prove that the sensitivity was related to pain and not uh, just thermal stimuli, the researcher repeated the exercise with the pain test reduced to warm uh, detection test. In this scenario, they found no difference in tolerance based on time of day. The researcher planned to continue, to, uh, continue their work, looking to determine how the circadian lo- uh, lo- clock controls pain tolerance. Hmm. Okay. moving on towards next topic simple 202020 uh 2020 and this time lapse uh, screen rule uh, really does help with eye strain research shows 
hmm. it's an uh, if i say formula uh, he is trying to f- uh, figuring out it's a long being recommend a way of using eye strain while working at a computer screen now the 202020 rule taking a break at least 20 second every 20 minutes to take at least 20 feet away has been confirmed by scientists at aston university to help ease some of the symptoms of prolonged computer use okay let's read it and understand it it's estimated that at least half of people using computer in the regular work of course have some form of digitalized strain yes by using while using smartphones or any other devices Uh, resulting in eye surface uh, problems including ir- ir- irritation and dryness or vision issues such as headaches or blurred vision of course human norm will blink around 15 second each minute when uh, starting at screen this number decreases generally to half that rate or, le- or less that can lead to dry irritated and tired eyes but 20 second focusing elsewhere is long enough for the eyes to relax enough to reduce the strain This is the first time that the 202020 guidance rule has been properly validated okay researcher at Aston University College of Health uh, and Life Sciences set up their study uh, with the help of 29 participants who suffer from symptoms of eye strain special software downloaded onto the participants own uh, laptop computers used uh, the built-in laptop ca- camera both to check if a user was sitting at the screen and to monitor their gaze direction every few seconds after 20 minutes of continuous screen viewing the program flashed up a message asking user to rest or for 20 second while looking at any distant uh, target around 20 feet away such as out of the window or across a room the message couldn't be removed until the task was performed correctly as measured by the map by the app sorry participant digital eyesight uh, symptoms were measured before and after two weeks of using the reminders and one week after completing the study result showed a marked decrease in symptoms including dryness sensitivity and discomfort Sympt- oh, okay professor james walson professor of uh, optometry at Aston University who lead the research in collaboration with the University of Valencia Spain said the one previous study merely asked uh, people to carry out the suggestion but here the access control on this uh, software meant we could be sure that participant uh, really had looked uh, away every 20 minutes we saw a consequent improvement in the symptoms of the group as a whole Researcher noted that uh, researchers noted that after the study the participant eye symptoms returned to what uh, they had been before the uh, intervention Professor Walson says we are planning to conduct longer term studies to see whether we can teach eyelid muscle memory impulses to blink more often during uh, digital viewing viewing to help uh, mitigate uh, this chronic issues without long term use of uh, reminders the finding confirmed that people should try uh, and take break from the screen he added although we uh, use sophisticated uh, sophisticated software it's easy for others to replicate the effects of setting a timer on their phone or downloading a reminder app it's a simple way of reminding yourself to take a regular breaks for the good of your eyes of course the effects of brain on digital eye strain uh, dry eye and binocular vision testing the 202020 rule was published in the contact lens and anterior eye journal 
so okay fine these are the two things i wanna conclude it because uh, of course um, the researcher gave a uh, give us an important rule and um, yes so by my uh, by my options if you are working on the computers or working on the uh, screen devices where uh, you have uh, where uh, it reflects your uv light rays into your eyes it's better to have a proper glass uh, attach uh, to it or uh, put your lenses on uh, put your lenses otherwise if uh, if you are looking for a uh, for a normal basis if you are uh, look uh, check it out for a uh, for a call, phone call or uh, doing some mobile work in the while tra uh, traveling in the car or in the uh, train better uh, to exercise this image otherwise of course uh, it will impact you on the eyelid and uh, also he's also given the uh, seconds that every wait a second that uh, a human's normal will be 15 times uh, 15 times in a minute so if you are going to increase to the 30 minutes is going to resolve it otherwise it's going to be harmful for your eyes if you uh, i'm i'm telling you if you are going to blink it every uh, 30 seconds i mean uh, one second one blink so it's going to be difficult of course but still if you are going to try it more uh, efficient uh, it will reduce the effects of eyelid and otherwise put your glasses on and keep doing your work it's better and recommended by every doctors or researchers i guess because I'm not a, a doctor, to be very frank, I'm, uh, I'm doing engineering, so yeah, uh, but from these articles I've been concluded and, uh, by my doctor prescription or uh, advice I've given to you guys. Okay, moving on towards next topic. Hmm. Okay. Smart micro uh, robots walk autonomously with electronic brains. Hmm. Cornell University researchers have installed electronic brains on solar-powered robots that are 100 to 250 micrometer in size, smaller than an ant heads, so that uh, they can walk autonomously without being externally controlled while Cornell, uh, Cornell researcher uh, and other have previously developed microscopic machines that can uh, that can crawl swim walk and fold themselves up there are uh, there were always strings attached to generate motion wires uh, were used to provide electric current all laser beams had to be focused directly onto specific location on the robots before we literally had to manipulate these strings in order to get any kind of response from the robot uh, said Aitya Kohan 
professor of physics but now that we can have uh, these brains on board it's like taking the strings of the marionette marionette uh, net it's like when pinocchio uh, gains consciousness hmm they own the innovation sets the stage of a foreign new generation of microscopic device that can track bacteria sniff out uh, chemicals destroy pollutants conduct uh, microsurgery scrub and the plague you out of arteries the project brought uh, together researcher from the labs of cohen Aloysia Molnar, Associate Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering, and Paul McEwan, Professor of Physical Science, all co-senior authors on the paper. The lead author is postdoctoral research Mikhail Reynolds. The team paper, Microscopic Robots with Onboard Digital Control, published September 21 in Science Robotics. The brain in the new robots is a complementary metal oxide semiconductor CMOS clock circuit that contains a thousand uh, transistors plus an array of diodes, resistors, and capacitors. The integrated CMOS circuit uh, generates a signal that produces a series of phase shifted square waves. Frequency that in turn uh, set the gate of the robot. The robot legs are platinum beige or uh, actuators. Both the circuit and the legs uh, are powered by photovoltaics. Eventually, the ability to communicate a co uh, command will allow us to give the robot instructions, and internal brain will figure out how to carry them out. Cohen said. Cohen said. Then uh, we are having a, co a conversation with the robot. The robot might tell us something about this, about its environment, and then we might uh, react by telling it, "Okay, go uh, over uh, there and try to suss out what's happening." The new robots are approximately ten thousand times smaller than micro uh, scale robot that features onboard CMOS electronics, and then, sorry, and they can walk at speed faster than ten micrometers per second. The fabrication process. Wait a second. Fabri uh, the fabrication process that Renault designed, basically customizing foundry built electronics, has resulted in a platform that can enable other researchers to outfit microscopic robots with their own apps, from chemical detector to photovoltaic eyes that help robots navigate by sensing changes in light. What this lets you imagine is really complex, highly functional microscopic robots that have a high degree of programmability integrated with not only actuator but also sensor Reynolds said we are excited about the application in medicine something that could move around in the tissue and identify good cells and kill bad cells and in environmental 
remediation like if you had a robot that knew how to break down pollutants or sense a dangerous chemical and get rid of it hmm. I guess there is no need for explanation of this article so uh, well explained by the author itself so we are moving towards next topic I don't know why my computer is lagging so much Hmm, okay Smart microboards work autonomously with electronic brains Hmm Cornell University researchers have installed electronic brains on solar-powered robots that are 100 to 250 micrometers in size, smaller than an ant head, so that they can walk uh, autonomously without being externally controlled. While Cornell researchers and others have previously developed microscopic machines that can crawl, swim, walk, and fold themselves up. There are always strings attached to generate motions, wires are used to provide electrical current on laser beams. You had to be focused directly onto specific locations on the robots before we literally had to manipulate the strings in order to get any kind of response from the robot, said Itaya Kohan, professor of physics. I guess it's the same article we are... Hmm. Sorry, ma sorry guys, I don't know why this my computer is okay. Uh, new discovery suggests a novel strategy against harmful information. Hmm. A team led by Scripps research scientist has uncovered key details of an immune cell uh, process that frequently underlies ex uh, excessive Im inflammation in the body. The findings could lead to new ways of pre preventing and or treating inflammation-related conditions such as sepsis, arthritis, and coronary artery devices. In the study published uh, September 21, 2022 in Nature Communication, the researchers showed that a multi protein molecular machine called 
wash has a popular role in restraining excessive inflammatory activity by neutrophils immune cells that are important early responders against infections our finding po uh, point to the possibility of future treatment that targets their wash regulated pathway to inhibit neutrophil driven inflammation while preserving most of neutrophils antimicrobial uh, bile effectiveness says study senior author sergio katz phd professor in the department of molecular medicines at scripps research neutrophils are workhorses of the mammalian immune systems compromising uh, about two-thirds of the white blood cell that circulates through our blood streams the, the compact invading microbes by engulfing and digesting them and by releasing a variety of antimicrobial molecules via a process called exo exocytosis many of the antimicrobial molecules that neurophils release uh, via exocytosis are potent enough uh, to harm healthy cells there is evidence that excessive and or chronic uh, release of these molecules at least partially underlies serious medical condition and uh, types of tissue uh, injury including the bacterial blood infection condition known as sepsis arthritis reperfusion uh, injury to cells after oxygen deprivation smoke inhalation injury to lungs inflammatory bowel device bowel disease some cancer and even the artery thickening athro uh, athroso Clerosis that leads to heart attacks and strokes. Yet scientists still have a lot uh, to learn about how this exocytosis process works. In the new study, Katz and his team uh, eliminated the important uh, role wash uh, plays in neutrophil exocytosis. Neutrophils, when they uh, when they encounter signs of infection or inflammation, typically respond initially by releasing via exocytosis milder compounds with uh, gelatinous granules capsule-like enclosure named for one of the enzymes found within them. A second type of exocytosis triggered secondarily and usually only uh, by more severe infection or inflammation involves the release of esophoric granules so called because they are bound by a common blue strain hmm. azurophilic uh, cargoes are far more potent and more likely to damage bystander cells the team showed the wash normally facilitate the initial gelatinase granule response which includes the, uh, the release of uh, compounds that helps neutrophils adhere to uh, more uh, around surface such as blood vessel walls at the same time wash normally restrains the release of uh, toxic azophilic granules cargoes in experiments neutrophil without wash release excessive amounts of astrophilic granules mice with this uh, neutrophils had blood vessels of toxic azophilic molecule that are normally found in cases of harmful systematic inflammation the mortality rate of such mice when experiencing an, an experimental species like condition was more than triple that of a normal mice. WASH seems to be an important molecular switch that controls neutrophils responses to inf uh, infection and inflammation by regulating the release of two kinds of antimicrobial cargo scar cells. When WASH is 
dysfunctional the result is likely to excessive and chronic inflammation in this study using state of the art cell biology approaches we revealed how neutrophils control their timely response through sequential extrasis and have identified a molecular system that acts as the gatekeeper of this process cats Katz and his colleagues are continuing to study wash and other molecules involved in neutrophil exocytosis with the goal of finding candidate drug molecules that can damp excessive exophilic granule extrasis to treat inflammatory condition without impairing neutrophils function as immune force responders the study co-host uh, authors were senior staff uh, scientist Jennifer Johnson PhD and postdoctoral research Elsa Menes Salas PhD and Mahalakshmi Ramdas PhD at all the members of CADS labs during the study so this is the new study uh, novel study strategy are being find out by our scientist by our researcher and uh, of course uh, okay i guess there is no need for explanation as it already been described very well by the author moving on towards next topic ocean scientist measures sediment plume stirred up by deep sea mining vehicle hmm. what will be the impact to the ocean if humans are to mine the deep sea it's a question that's gaining urgency as interest in marine minerals has grown the ocean deep sea bed is scattered with ancient potato sized rocks called polymetallic uh, nodules that contain nickel and cobalt minerals that are high in, uh, that are in high demand for the manufacturing of batteries such as for powering electric vehicle and storing renewable energy and in response to factors such as increasing urbanization the deep ocean contains vast uh, quantities of mineral laden nodules but the impact of mining the ocean floor is both unknown and highly contested now mit ocean scientists has shared some light on the topic with a new study on the cloud of sediment that a collector vehicle would stir up at its picks up nodules from the sea floor the study appearing in science advances reports the results of a 2021 research cruise uh, to a region of the pacific oceans known as the clannan cliptodian zone ccz where polymetallic nodules abound their researcher equipped a pre-prototype collector vehicle with instrument to monitor sediment plume disturbance as the vehicle maneuvered across the sea floor 4500 uh, meters below the ocean surface through a sequence carefully conceived maneuvers the mit scientists used the vehicle to monitor its own sediment cloud and measure its properties hmm. Their measurement showed that the vehicle created a dense plume of sediment in its wake which uh, spread under its own weight in a phenomena known in fluid dynamics as a tributary current as it gradually dispersed the plume remained uh, relatively low staying with 2 uh, meters of the sea floor as opposed to immediately lofting higher into uh, into the water column as had been postulated it's quite a different picture of what uh, the plumes looks like compared to some of the conjugate 
says uh, study co-author Thomas Peacock, professor of mechanical engineering at MIT, modeling effects of deep sea uh, mining plumes while have to account uh, for these processes that we identified in order to access their extent. The study co-author include lead author Carlos Menos Rojo, Rafael Olion and Suala L. Mor- Mosodic of uh, MIT and Matthew Alford of the Script Institution of Oceanography Deep Sea Maneuvers. To collect polymetallic nodules, some mining companies are proposing to deploy tractor-sized vehicles to the bottom of the ocean. The vehicles would uh, vacuum up the nodules along with the, some sediment along the uh, path. The nodules and sediment uh, would uh, then have then be separated inside of the vehicle with the nodules and up uh, through a riser pipe uh, to a surface vessel while most of the sediment would be discharged immediately behind the vehicle. Peacock and his group have uh, previously studied the dynamics of the sediment plume that associate surface operation vessels may pump uh, back into the ocean. In their uh, uh, current study, they focus on the opposite end of the operation to measure the sediment cloud created by the collector themselves. In April 2021, the team joined an expedition led by the Global Sea Mineral Resources NVGCR, a Belgian marine engineering contractor that is exploring the CCZ for ways to extract metal-rich nodules. An European-based science team, Mining Impacts 2, also uh, conducted separate studies in parallel. The cruise was the first in over 40 years to test a pre-prototype collector vehicle in the CCZ, the machine called Pantania second stands out three meters high, spans four meters wide, and uh, it's uh, is about one third the size of the what a commercial scale vehicle is expected to be. While the contractor tested the vehicle nodule collecting performance, the MIT scientists monitored the sediment cloud created in the vehicle wake. They did so using two maneuvers that the vehicle was programmed to take a selfie and a drive by. Both maneuvers began in the same way with the vehicle setting up in a straight line, all its suction system turned on. The researcher let the vehicle drive along the uh, 400 uh, meters, collecting any nodules in its path. Then, in the selfie maneuver, they directed the vehicle to turn off its uh, suction systems and double back around uh, to drive through the cloud of sediment it had just created. The vehicle installed sensor measured the contra- the concentration of sediment during the selfie maneuver, allowing the scientists to monitor the cloud within minutes of the vehicle steering it up. For the drive by maneuver, the uh, researcher placed a sensor laden mo- mooring 50 to 100 meters from the vehicle plant tracks. As the vehicle drove along, collecting nodules, it created a plume that eventually spread spread uh, past the mooring uh, after an hour or two. This drive-by maneuver enabled the team to monitor the sediment cloud over a longer time scale of several hours, capturing the plume evolution out of steam. Over multiple vehicles, Peacock and his team were able to measure and track the evolution of the sediment plume created by the deep sea mining vehicle. We saw that the vehicle uh, would be driving in uh, clear water, seeing the nodules on the seabed. Peacock says, and then suddenly there is a very th- uh, sharp sentiment cloud uh, coming 
through when the vehicles enters the plume from the selfie views the team observed a behavior that was predicted by some of their previous modeling studies the vehicles stirred up a heavy amount of sediment that was dense enough that even after some mixing with the surrounding water it generated a plume that behaved uh, almost a separate fluid spreading un uh, under its own weight in what's known as a turbidity current the turbidity current spreads under its own weight for some time tens of minutes but as it does it depo uh, depositing uh, sediments on the seabed and eventually running out of steam peacock says after that the ocean cu uh, currents get stronger than the natural spreading and the sediments uh, transition to be carried by the ocean currents by the time of the sediment drifted past the mooring, the researcher estimated that 92 to 98% of the sediment either settled back down or remained within 2 meters of the seafloor as a low-lying cloud. There is, however, no guarantee that the sediment always stays there. Rather than drifting further up in the water column, recent and future studies by the researcher team are looking into the question with the goal of concern consolidating her uh, understanding for deep sea mining sentiment plumes a study clarifies the reality of what the initial sentiment di uh, disturbance looks like when you have a certain type of nodule mining operation peacock says the big takeaway is that there are complex processes like turbidity currents that take place when you do this kind of collection so any effort to model a deep sea mining uh, operation impact will have to capture these processes hmm. okay so i guess there is no need to um, uh, explanation or i have a short summary of this article because of course it's being well described by our author itself so we are moving towards next topic gut micro uh, microbiomes help bears with very different diets reach the same size hmm okay let's see a recent study uh, of the gut microbe of alex uh, alaskan brown bears orcas arteros shows that the microbial life in bears gut allows them to achieve comparable size and fat stores while eating widely different diets the work sheds light on the role of the gut microbe in supporting health in wild omnivores we think of bears as having simple uh, dig digestive tracts, so it's easy to slip into thinking that they therefore have simple gut microbes, says Erin McKenney, co-author of the study and an as assistant professor of applied ecology at Northern Carolina State University. But this study shows uh, they can be tremendous diversity in the gut microbes between individual bears and that this uh, variation can be very important to the physical condition of these animals. For example, the amount of fat uh, that bears are able to store in is absolutely critical to the health of wild uh, populations, says Grant Hindelbrand, co-author of the study and associate regional director for resources for the National Park Service in Alaska. If females bear are able to reach levels where 90-20% of the body mass in the ottoman is fat, they will reproduce. And knowing that they can take different uh, dietary paths to reach those fat levels in a valuable insight. 
Further study, researcher collected fecal sample from 51 adult brown bears in three national parks, Cat Mia uh, National Park and Preserve, Lake Clark National Park and uh, Preserve, and Gates of, of the Arctic National Park and Preserve. Previous research has demonstrated that the diets of bears in each uh, park vary bear its lake. Clark uh, generally eat a lot of berries, su uh, salmon and mammals uh, such as moose, bears at gates of the Arctic tend to eat seasonal vegetation and mammals but have less access to fish and bears on the coast of Katmai have the most diverse nutritional landscape including a variety of vegetation, fish and a wide range of marine species. The fact that this population have distinct diets is valuable because it allows us to understand the role of the gut micro plays in helping bears extract nutrition from very different food so, uh, sources, says Sarah Trujillo, uh, corresponding author of the study and former graduate student at Northern Michigan University, NMU. We found that the bear benefited uh, from having diverse dietary niches and the gut microbe does play a role in extracting nutrition from the diets, Trujillo says. Ultimately, that means that the beard is these parks were able to achieve very similar body conditions despite eating very different things and because uh, the parks are protected, well-conserved uh, environments, this study can serve as a baseline for future research. Hmm. Says Diana Lefetri, co-author of the study and assistant professor of biology at MNU. For example, researchers will be able to compare the gut microbe of bears is more disturbed systems such as areas where bears have more access to garbage and human foods to the data from the study. This study is also important because it gives us a snapshot of bears and their diet in this park. Hinder Brand says the biggest conservation uh, conservation challenge we are facing right now is climate change and understanding what is happening now will help us identify and understand any changes that will take place moving forward. Knowing uh, what bears are eating and that uh, these diverse diets can also be used to reach similar body condition can help us spot emerging challenges for these animals. It can also help us understand how many bears these ecosystems are capable of supporting even as those ecosystems change. Hmm. In short, this study has given a significant insight into both uh, the park ecosystem and these bear inhabit and the microbial ecosystem that has uh, that bears thrive. McKenney says, okay, yes. The study intrinsic and extrinsic factors influence on an omnivorous gut microbe will be published September 22 in the Open Access Journal Scientific Reports. The paper was uh, co-authored by Kylie Jolie and Buck Magni Payne of the National Park Service, Lindsley Magni Payne, David Gustine and Joe L. Edelnback of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Matthew Rog Rogers of the National Marine Fishery Service. Hmm. I mean, interesting. So, yeah. Moving on towards next topic.
Researcher identify more possibly entry points for COVID spike protein. <laughs> okay, interesting. One of the essential factors the COVID-19 virus need to enter a host is a receptor on a human cell, a place where uh, the universally recognized spike protein can latch onto the uh, cell surface, pierce it, disgorge its effect, uh, infectious contents and replicate. Hmm. With a receptor, there is no replication. Without replication, there is no infection. Okay. Researcher in uh, Princeton University, uh, Department of Chemistry and Department of Molecular Biology have uh, used a cellular mapping technology called SciMap, uh, sorry, uh, MuMap, introduced just two years uh, ago by the Macmillan Lab to uncover eight previously unknown entry points of interest for the spike protein. Four of them research found are functionally important for uh, viral entry. The research was published earlier this month in the Journal of the American Chemical Society, JAX. It could expand the suits of tools uh, used to find the virus, particularly as it mutates and evolves way to await vaccine. The collaborative project was begun at the height of pandemic uncertainty two years ago under Alexander Ploss, a leading virologist and professor of molecular biology, and David Macmillan, the James uh, S. Macdonald, distinguished university professor and a Nobel laureate in chemistry. Scientists have shown since the SARS-CoV-1 virus appeared in 2003 that its primary viral entry receptor was an enzyme called angiotensin converting enzyme 2 or ACE2. This enzyme was confirmed in 2020 as the same receptor of the SARS-CoV-2, the virus that caused COVID-19. But the Princeton project uh, started the assumption of ACE2 was not uh, the only story. We didn't uh, know that uh, there are certain host molecules that this virus absolutely depends on to enter into lung cells to cause the infections and one of these molecules is called ACE2 said plus so we basically said uh, okay let's see if there's no there's more out there we looked at for immediate binders but as you imagine the entry process is complex the virus attaches for something to something and uh, then it still has to pass through the cell membrane to get into a cell and along its uh, this way it may interact with other host factors. I don't uh, want to say everything is dictated by viral entry. Obviously, there are a number of equally essential processes within the cell after the virus has entered that can influence disease severity, but it is obviously the first key step if the virus can't uh, get in. It's game over. Steve Kunstern, a co-author on the paper and postdoctoral research fellow in the Macmillan lab, called, added, while the discovery of the ECE2 as the major receptor was a huge milestone, it certainly doesn't tell the whole story of COVID pathology. Biology can be inherently prominences and we guessed correctly that the SARS-CoV-2 spike uh, protein interacts with the multiple host cell proteins for entry. He added that uh, investigation like uh, this one are a perfect research fit for the MuMap technology. The spikes as a MuMap antenna micromap 
Oh, sorry. Micromap is a proximity labeling technology that identifies proteins and enzyme uh, uh, neighbors as on a cell surface. It uses a photocatalyst, uh, a molecule that when, uh, when activated by light spores, a chemical uh, reaction to flag this special relationship by generating a marker that tags molecule neighbors. In this work, researchers used the spike protein itself as the marker or antenna to tag all these receptor sites in the vicinity of EC2. Alex, uh, Alex had, its, uh, had this great instrument that's there other things apart from EC2 that will allow you to think about infectivity said Macmillan so what we did uh, so what we did was uh, was put this photocatalyst and we call them antennas on the spike protein so that when, uh, whenever it binds to things on the cell near AC2 the, this little antenna absorbs this photonic energy the light but it, it can't uh, give the uh, energy away over long distances it can only give it to what's close by the molecule that's free floating has to basically encounter it within uh, 2 nanometers Macmillan added so we know what's next uh, to it. We know what's interacting with it. After the technology identified 8 novel receptors that interacted with the spike protein, scientists characterized uh, them using a virus pseudoparticle. A pseudoparticle mimics viral entry but does not carry the genetic material to spread the virus. They then isolate a photo entry factors worthy of further investigation. The pseudoparticle, the pseudoparticle system allows us to uncouple viral uptake and study the entry process from everything downstream of the infectious cycle. Said plus, if you are looking for the impact of the of certain host factors on entry, you want to see that you can study it independently of replication so here we are basically introducing a reporter gene into the uh, cell and can uh, then uh, qualify quantify how effective uh, efficiently effective uh, efficiently entry has taken place hmm. macmillan said uh, the Further work was needed to ultimately determine the function of receptor, but researchers wonder if, the, uh, if they might carry a clue to disease severity. We cannot say all eight factors are related to SARS-CoV-2 entry, said Saudi Suzuki, an associate researcher scholar in the PLOS lab. Four factors out of eight were outstanding by biological assessment we need to access more and evaluate more precisely in the next step we need to access how these factors support ec2 for wireless entry and whether newly emerging viral uh, variants utilize the same set of factors hmm, interesting so these are the things these are the findings these are the uh, Researchers are keep on doing the protein which is being spiked uh, while having COVID of the patient. So, yep. Moving on towards next topic. Astronomers unveil new and puzzling feature of mysterious fast radio burst. Hmm, interesting. Let's see. 
फास्ट रेडियो बर्श एफ आर बीज आर मल्टी मिली सेकेंड लॉन्ग कॉस्मिक एक्सप्लोजन्स डेट ईच प्रोड्यूस द एनर्जी इक्वेलेंट टू द सन एनअल आउटपुट मोर देन फिफ्टीन ईयर्स आफ्टर द डीप स्पेस पल्सेज ऑफ द इलेक्ट्रोमैग्नेटिक रेडियो वेव्स वर फर्स्ट डिस्कवर्ड एंड देयर परप्लेक्सिंग नेचर कॉन्टीन्यूज टू सरप्राइज साइंटिस्ट एंड न्यूली पब्लिश रिसर्च ओनली डिपेंड्स द मिस्ट्री सराउंडिंग दैम इन द सेप्टेम्बर ट्वेंटी वन इशूज ऑफ द जर्नल नेचर अनएक्सपेक्टेड न्यू ऑब्जर्वेशन फ्राम ए सीरीज ऑफ कॉस्मिक फास्ट रेडियो बोस्ट बाय एन इंटरनेशनल टीम ऑफ साइंटिस्ट इंक्लूडिंग यू एन एल वी एंट्रो फिजिसिस्ट बिग जैंग चैलेंज द प्रीवेलिंग अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ द फिजिकल नेचर एंड सेंट्रल इंजन ऑफ The cosmic FRB observation were made in late spring 2021 using the massive 500 meter aperture spherical radio telescope fast in China the team led by the Hengzhou Kejialing Subodong from Peking University and Wei Wingzhu from the National Astronomical Observation Observatories of China along with Zhang detected 1800 uh, 1863 bursts in 82 hours over 54 days from uh, an active fast radio burst source called FRB 2021 to 124a this is the largest sample of FRB data with the polarization information from one single source said lee research Recent observation of a fast radio burst from a Milky Way galaxy suggests that it originated from a magnetor which is a dense city sized neutron star with an incredible powerful magnetic field the origin of very distant uh, cosmological fast radio burst on the other hand remains unknown and uh, the latest uh, ob- observation leaves scientists questioning what they thought they knew they knew about them This observation brought us back uh, to the drawing board," said Zhang, who also serves as founding director of UNLV's Nevada Center of Astrophysics. It is clear that FRBs are more mysterious than what we have imagined. More multi-wavelength observational campaigns are needed to further unveil the nature of these uh, objects. what makes the uh, latest observation surprising the, uh, to scientists is the irregular short time variation of the so called faraday rotation bezel which is the strength of the magnetic field and density of particles in the vicinity of the frb source the variation went up and down during the first 36 days of observation and suddenly stopped during the last 18 days before the source quenched i equate it to filming a move movie of the surrounding of an frb source and our films reveal a complex dynamically evolving magnetized environment that was never imagined before said zhang such an environment is not straightforwardly expected for an isolated magnetor something else might be in the vicinity of the frb engine possibly a binary compensation at zhang to observe the host galaxy of the frb the team also made up of the 10 meter keck uh, telescope located at mauna kia in hawaii zhang says that young magnetors are believed to reside in active star forming regions of a star 
forming galaxy but the optimal uh, image of the hoosh galaxy shows that unexpectedly the hoosh galaxy is a metal re rich uh, beard spiral galaxy like our milky wave the frb location is in a region where there is no significant star forming activity this location is inconsistent with the young magnetar's central engine formed during an extreme explosion such as a long gamma ray burst or a superluminous supernova widely speculated progenitors of active frb engines said dong the study a fast radio burst source at a complex magnetized site is a bared bard galaxy appeared september 21 in the journal nature and includes 74 co-authored from 13 institution in addition to unvlv uh peking university and the national astronomical observation of china collaborating institution also include purple mountain observatory yunnan university uc berkeley caltech princeton university university of hawaii and other institution from china and the us australia germany and israel so of course i mean ah, new findings new discoveries keep on revolving by our scientists and researchers and it's keep me motivated and also for you guys and uh, that's why you are listening to this podcast otherwise it's all going to waste in few matters and uh, everything so yeah at the last uh i have uh, yes uh, i already previously discussed in the previous podcast uh, so we are discussing it again that we have started a newsletter for you guys uh, to have a sustainable to have a sustained business and as well as providing you information in a exact time and uh, we going to improve our website too we are going to improve a lots of other things so if you are willing to check it out uh, those kind of information and yes this newsletter is not like uh, providing you the articles of our uh, website it's the newsletter where you will provide the information which is being not published by our uh, our own self because it is uh, it is not easily available on the surface web and because of many institutional problems so if you are interested in that kind of information then subscribe to uh, that newsletter otherwise uh, it's all your choice and yes uh, of course and uh, that's how it's going to impact in your personal life that kind of information will be provided on those uh, newsletters so if you are into that kind of information if you want that kind of information please uh, subscribe to this newsletter otherwise yes of course it's your choice and till uh, till then keep researching stay curious stay healthy